Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. Got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. What a run by Kamara, who's all the way in for a touchdown. Wow. Reese, quick throw. Sanders got there. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. And welcome back to another episode of Believe in Saints. I'm John Hendricks here alongside of Terrence Copper. Now, Terrence, man, how you living? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good. Hey, good after this last week, right? And the Saints oh, go yeah. in, and I think we talked about it last week, but let's just dive right into it, right? We called mm-hmm. it and said the Saints were going to win this game. What did you see? What were your first impressions uh, of, of watching that one? First impression was defensively. Uh, after the game was over, after I had the time to really just look at the entire game, defensively, we played great, I feel like. Um, of course, it's nothing's perfect, but I feel like defense, we did it. We did our job. We did our job. Also feel like we ran the ball a lot better. And that kept um, that kept Winston out of a lot of situations where he had to sit back and throw it again. So I feel like just we played complimentary football. One thing that I really feel like that we did well was we punted. We put we averaged almost 50 yards a punt. And that right there, each time you're flipping the field. And I think that is that's another reason why we did so good defensively because we was able to flip the field to give them a long field to go. We wasn't turning the ball over uh, to give them a short field to get a quick touchdown the way they did, you know? So I feel like that was, those are the things that really changed the games around. Yeah. Look, I think it was a a pretty good effort. And Sean said this on, on Wednesday that, you know, because a lot of people make of, you know, look, they didn't do that great in the passing game. They were more running. I think it was 146 yards on the ground. And, you know, he Mm -hmm. said, look, Wins don't have to be aesthetically pleasing, you know, and, and again, it's a win, right? In the NFL. So, uh, and again, you know, you look at it and I think down the stretch, if this was a playoff time, I guess you kind of maybe you'd say, okay, well, maybe this is a concern for an offense saying, you know, they're, they're not passing the ball as well, but man, look, they did great on the ground and they lost Teron Armstead. He's a huge thing at left tackle, huge staple for this team, but you know, look, they've had to battle a ton of adversity, but I mean, you know, when you get, I don't want to say ugly wins, but when you get hard-fought wins that are powered by a defense and then offensively you're just not getting as much going on in the passing game that you want to, I mean, is the ground game and a win like this, I mean, is it a bad thing or is it just one of those things where people are like, well, I want to see more just being greedy? No, let me tell you something. The difference between college and the NFL or even high school, and high school and college, you may have some coaches that feel like after they come away from a win, they may feel down in the dumps. Uh, they may feel like, uh, you know, we it didn't feel like we won because we played so bad. In the NFL, it is totally different. There, There is no ugly wins because it's so hard to win in the NFL. It don't matter how you win. Let's just get this win. And, again, we can talk about uh, the things we need to correct the next day when we watch film. But right now, let's just find a way to win. We don't care how we win. We don't care it's about one point, 30 points. Let's just win. And that, that'll take care of everything else. 
We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, and even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And look, and uh, you know, Sean Payton talked about this last week. He talked about the stat of the week being 108 and seven. The Patriots are at home when they win the turnover battle, and the Saints won the turnover battle. They were three and zero, and and I think mm-hmm. that's the best thing and the most encouraging thing is that you know Winston tosses for a couple touchdowns, but he didn't turn the ball over. You know, and and again, you you talk about a road environment i was over there i mean it was very hostile a lot of pats fans and again you looked at how they did against carolina the week before and they just weren't able to do the silent count they weren't having the protection that they wanted i mean it was definitely better for sure and and you know they get boosts on offense in the passing games marquez callaway has his best game as a pro and catches his first touchdown you elevate kenny stills from the to the active roster he contributes so i mean they got a little bit of everything here and again in the grand scheme of things you know running the ball is not a bad thing and i I can't think we kind of joked and said that this team's identity could be found in their defense but you know, going forward, is this a, a real sustainable business model if you're the Saints? You know, I think if we can sustain it, we're going to be very successful because, like I said, we were so balanced when it came to throwing the ball. Yeah, we didn't throw for 300 yards, but where we're at right now, if you don't have to throw for 300 yards, if you can run the ball the way we was running it, you know, that's what you want to do. All coaches, there, there's not an NFL coach that all they want to do is throw the ball. They want to be able to run the ball. That is how you control uh, time management. That's how you control the game. That's how you keep the ball out of the other offense's hands. So you want to run the ball. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It's just sometimes some some teams get into they have to throw it. But if you don't have to throw it and we can run it the way we did uh, on Sunday, that is perfect, and that is very sustainable. Anytime you have a run game, the way you're playing that game is very sustainable because now you can add other things in not just drop back passing, but you got a lot of play action off of the run game. Uh, that's going to set up long long balls that, uh, that uh, Winston is very good at throwing. You know, so we definitely can sustain, sustain this. I just love the way the defense played their game. Defense was on top of their game. They got three turnovers for it. You know, so it's very sustainable, but we got to be clicking on all cylinders. Two teams played good as well. Like, like I said earlier about them punting the ball averaging almost 50 yards a punt that is amazing for a defense to not have to come out and have our back against the wall because we gave them a short field you know so the way they played I definitely feel like it's sustainable yeah look and they were third seven to 19 on on third down the defense was I mean that's that's incredible stat you know meanwhile the Saints are six to 13 I think they had some struggles earlier in the game but they were able to do much better in the second half uh, on Mm -hmm. that long drive with Taysom Hill in it and you know those things happen where they stall out but man the defense last week against the Panthers they gave them a chance you know and that's all they needed and this week they come up big against Mac Jones I mean, they allowed 300 total yards, but I mean, most of some of that was really in garbage time, right? And I think the biggest takeaway is their rushing defense is, I mean, they only gave up 49 yards. And I think on the season, 
you know, it's only in the 60s total yards per game right now through three. And, um, you know, I mean, that's winning football for sure. And, and look, you get the turnovers. Uh, I mean, it's, it's huge. You get the PJ Williams ones that set you up in the goal line late in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, they come up big. I was surprised that the Patriots didn't go for it on some of those. I mean, they took the points, the field goal tries, but, you know, they had some sustaining long drives, but it's kind of those mentality for the Saints defense is Ben don't break, but, you know, again, anytime you're able to get your offense to regroup on the sidelines and just be able mm-hmm. to make them make situations where they have a shorter field to work with. I mean, that's, that's definitely the way you want to do things and win football games. Definitely. And, and speaking of the Patriots, I'm going to tell you something. I know we're talking about the saints right now, but teams need to get their licks in on the Patriots right now while they can, because me watching that game, even though our defense really stood out, what else stood out to me was the Patriots quarterback. Like, he's going to be good moving forward. Uh, I'm just watching him, how he step up in the pocket, how he sits in the pocket, how he reads his, his – uh, go through his progressions, uh, making throws, making great throws, but they receivers sometimes just dropping them. Uh, but he, they're going to be very good moving forward because that Patriots team was not a bad team that we played. Yeah, I mean, and they're still coached by Bill Belichick, and they're a team that's trying to figure things out. And, look, I mean – I know Mac Jones is going to be a good quarterback. And again, you look at Sean Payton again, he, I asked him about Jones and he just talked about his field vision and they took a lot more deep shots, but the saints had an answer. I think he's definitely a quarterback. You know, all the rookies have really struggled this season, but Mm -hmm. I think he's one that's built for kind of a long-term success. And, you know, again, whether it's Josh McDaniels that, that I don't say holds him back or anything, but I think he has the talent and capabilities to, to make things happen. Kendrick Bourne was a good bright spot on their team. And I mean, he made an insane catch on the sidelines and then stayed in bounds to get a touchdown. I mean, that was one of the better Mm -hmm. plays I've seen from awareness and catch and just the whole entire thing that developed. But, you know, again, it's a Belichick team. I think, you, you know, you look at this early in the season. I mean, you look at teams like the Broncos who are 3-0. I mean, look who they beat. You know, I don't know if you say that let's buy them for sure, but you look at yeah. Carolina, they're 3-0. I mean, you see these teams that have these hot starts. I mean, this is a league where every game's going to matter, but, you know, early on you want to start and establish some good things, but that's not going to build you for long-term success necessarily. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I just love the way we are. We're building our team and we're building what we're good at. We're finding out what what's going to sustain us. We talked about it a little earlier. Uh, you, you think about when we played the Packers, you know, we had our, our run game going. Uh, we had our, our play action game going. Uh, left way, left, not left. I'm sorry. Winston didn't throw for a ton of yards, but he was very efficient. Uh, and it's the same thing happened here. This game, uh, he didn't throw for a ton of yards. It was very efficient, and the defense played well, and our run game was playing well, uh, was going well. The the games that we're not winning and the games that we have lost really comes from where we was unable to run the ball. Uh, We was unable to run the ball. But once – if we can get our run game going, I feel like that is our identity, is get our run game going and everything else will fall in place. And so far, especially with the way our defense is playing, so far that's that's what it's looking like. Yeah, and the defense, I mean, they had eight pass breakups last week, and Marshawn Lattimore, a guy who missed a game with, a, you know, that thumb injury, injury in the surgery, uh, again, he led the team in tackles with 10, and he makes a mm-hmm. pick at the end of the game. I mean, you got Jenkins that had a pick. You had Williams that had a pick. You had a couple of sacks. I mean, 
getting Lattimore back was one thing. Getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson was another thing. But another guy I really like is Tano Passignon, their their defensive end guy. And you don't have Davenport out there. Peyton Turner wasn't really a big factor. But, man, he stepped up in a big way. And, and again, he's one of those guys where you look at free agency and so many teams look at, man, you got to spend the big bucks. You got to get all these guys. And, and man, they got something special in him. And, uh, you know, that pass rush again, I thought Cam Jordan had a good game that nobody really talks mm-hmm. about because, you know, Cam's getting up there a little bit more in age, I, um, you know, and, and I guess it's weird because sometimes the fans are just like, well, he makes the almost plays. And again, those matter a lot of times, oh, yeah. but, you know, yep. it, it's just one of those that I guess people are, what have you done for me lately? Like the Eddie Murphy's comedy back in the day, you know what I mean? <laughs> But uh, look, I think they've got a good pass rush. I really like Pete Warner at linebacker. I know Zach Bond had a struggle, you know, against the Panthers. But again, there's so many good pieces there defensively. And, you know, I've been trying to, to pump this defense up a little bit based off of what we've seen in training camp and preseason. I thought they were definitely one of the top half units of the league. I think they had a top 10 ceiling coming in. But, you know, again, mm-hmm. you look at everything that Dennis Allen's been able to do. And then, you know, what this having such a great defense do when you're an offensive guy like Sean Payton and a strong play caller, I mean, what does that benefit for you? Uh, it gives you confidence that you can go out and you can, you can stick to the game plan that you have, that you have available, that you, that you came up with. Uh, it allows you to take shots at sometimes. It allows you to be aggressive offensively uh, because at the end of the day, you know, your defense is playing well. It's a difference when your defense is not playing well and the other team is going out scoring. What that does as a play caller, let's say uh, Coach Payton, as a play caller, if his defense is not stopping teams and the other team is going out and scoring, it's going to put more pressure on him to get something going offensively. And maybe he calls some plays where he really don't want to call, but because the offense is scoring at a high rate, now he got to call more aggressive plays that he may not want to call at this point in time or he's not comfortable calling right now. But because offensively we got to get something going, he got to make those calls. But when your defense is playing the way we played this weekend, it's not putting a lot of pressure on him as a play caller to, to try to make something happen. He can stick to his game plan. We can, we can stay with the run game a little longer than we would if, if, a, if another team was scoring a ton of points and we got to get points to keep up with them. Now we can stick to our game plan, but that all comes because our defense is getting stops out there. Yeah, and I, I feel like it, maybe you could – shed some light on this I feel like Sean is a guy that doesn't want to tip his hand too much in situations like this like I feel like he doesn't want to say like he has a huge playbook don't get me wrong I know he can Mm -hmm. do anything at any time and but I feel like he doesn't want to always open up everything that he has in the cookie jar just yet because he might use it for a different look and I know they borrow things I'll, I'll put that in quotation marks from other teams but you know as what about him as a play caller I mean because I know some people say it's it's the double-edged sword. If it works, he it's great. He's awesome. But if it doesn't work, he gets cute. So, I mean, what do you make of stuff like that from Sean? I think he does exactly what he feels like his team can do or his quarterback is capable of doing at that point in time. Uh, he's not going to call a bunch of plays that, uh, that Winston is not ready for or the office is not ready for. If he can, if he can nickel and dime you down the field, if he can – uh, continue to have the run game going that's what he's going to do you know he's going to do what works for his team at that point in time or the game plan that they set if the game plan is still going the way they want it to go so he's not gonna he can get fancy with it but right now I don't think where we're at 
we're in the position and where Winston is at when it, with his development, I don't think that he needs to do anything too crazy or open it up as much as he wants to. Because if you open your playbook up a little bit more, if Winston is not ready for it, you're going to put him in tough situations where he's going to have to drop back and throw the ball a little bit more. So I'm fine with the way we're doing it. I'm fine with us running the ball the way we run uh, getting the run game going first. And then you just keep – because you don't want to put Winston in bad situations. We all know that Winston had issues with turning the ball over. We all know that. And and we sometimes we still see those signs that it could get back there. But I think Coach Payton is doing a great job of limiting what Winston is doing. Yeah, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I don't care what happens in passing games. If they're winning games and they're being fueled by their defense, I mean, so what? I know people are used to Drew throwing it 40 times a game and having three, mm-hmm. 400 yards and stuff like that, which was great. But, again, you look at this new regime. I don't want to say new regime, but a different regime with, with Jameis Winston, and they're sprinkling in Taysom Hill. Obviously, it was huge in fourth quarter on that drive and, and gets the kind of a – a, a go-ahead touchdown, I would say, but, you know, basically puts it out of reach after he scores. And again, you know, it, it comes from strong play calling. And it goes from a belief of being able to, to win the trenches and do all these types of things. And look, I think it's coming. I think they'll have games where Winston might throw it 30 times, 35. But I, again, we mm-hmm. talked about this at the beginning of the, uh, our podcast when we started this thing is that Winston doesn't have to be that guy. He doesn't have to come in nope. and throw it 30, 35 times a game. And, Again, you're seeing evidence of it, but I know Saints fans have only been used to Drew Brees and what he does for 15 years. <laughs> Look, he did it great. He did it officially. He did. You know, one of the best things. But, again, I, I think they have a lot more to give here. And, look, they're going to get back Michael Thomas in the receiving game and, mm-hmm. and stuff along that line. So, I think the offense is going to open things up a lot more. But, again, you can't be upset when you have a ground game Just it's, that's so successful like they have been. Oh, yeah. And, and I love the way they're using Hill. Uh, with him coming in the game late like he did, again, uh, some quarterback runs in, that's huge because, for one, he's to me, he's not your typical quarterback. He's big, he's fast, he's strong, he's powerful. And for you to have a, a quarterback that can come in the game late like that and wear defense down because now when he's running the ball, he's fresh. He's fresh. He's just like another running back back there. Uh, so just that added – that added pressure you can put on a defense when you got a quarterback that's able to run it like that and able to run it as a running back. That when you're when a quarterback is able to run the ball as a running back, now that just gives you an extra blocker because now he's not handing the ball off to another guy. Uh, that that guy he'll be handing the ball off to is now becomes a blocker. You know, so it's just it's just huge to have to have that type of to have that type of. Uh, quarterback back there to do certain things especially late in the game like that yeah and I love what he said after the game you know because that was really the first time we talked to him since Winston won the quarterback battle but you know he was extremely humble talking about you know hey it just wasn't my time and he still wants to do the things to help the team right and so mm-hmm. it's 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 good when you get guys like that who and I think that's a huge thing for this Peyton's teams you go because they had the three straight seven and nine seasons and everything was questioned right I mean mm-hmm. locker room leadership all these things but I feel like it's not it's not a coincidence that they've got a lot of guys who have big chips on their shoulders who have a lot to prove out there that or just team team first players, not not me first players. And again, you know, it was it's it's a good identity to have. It's a good culture to have. And again, you know, I don't think any people. It's never going to show up on a stat sheet, right? But 
mm-hmm. it goes a long way when you have you know 53 plus guys that are all in there just want to win football games just want to kind of go out there and look by all means uh, this is a team nobody's feeling sorry for because they've been away from home for over a month and you know yep. sean also talked about that saying hey you know there is no asterisk there is no oh woe is me type thing and and again i think this has also built a lot of character in this team and it only speaks better about their culture going forward. Oh, definitely. Uh, like, and like you, you made a great point by them going through as much as they have gone through. And with this three game stretch, they just went and they're coming off of their two and one uh, off the three game stretch. That's huge because one thing as, as a coach staff and as a, as a team, especially when we had 16 games, we broke the season up in quarters. So every four games, was a quarter. Uh, that's how we break the, se- this, uh, the season up uh, when we had just 16 games. And you want to go three and one in every quarter. If you go three and one in every quarter, you end up being 12 and four. 12 and four, the majority of the time, you're going to be winning your division, but you're definitely going to be in the playoffs, uh, either the one or two seed, usually when you, when you go in 12 and four. So that is the goal. The goal is to go to break this thing down in, in quarters, and you're trying to go three and one in every quarter you're trying to go three and one you want to win all your home games and you want to win half of your away games that is that is the goal of course the goal is to win every game but being realistically that is the goal of every team going three and one in each quarter yeah and speaking of the game that's coming up look you got the Giants coming to town not the start they wanted oh and three um you know I, I was looking at some bets the other day just because they caught pop up and they were talking about, you know, what New York team's going to win first. There's a bet out on that, whether it's the Jets or Giants and stuff. And, <laughs> you know, again, I look at this game. I mean, the energy that's going into this one. I mean, this is the first Superdome game you have since they lost a wild card game to the Vikings way back when, mm-hmm. right? I mean, last year yep. we had, what, max of 3,000 fans or whatever, and it wasn't the same. I mean, they did what they could, mm-hmm. but it does not compare to when you have 70,000 plus and – you know, again, given all the the emotion and the energy that everything's left behind behind Hurricane Haida, I'm not trying to use this loosely and say that it has a very dome coming feel like it did in 2006 against the Falcons, but I really feel like it's going to have a level of energy up that kind of rivals that. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, I'm excited to see this game uh, on TV. I won't be to the game, but I'm excited to see it. Uh, because I know the energy in that building, in that dome, is going to be rocking. And it's going to be exciting to be there. It's going to be emotional. Uh, and and truthfully, and not not to speak too quickly, but I really don't think the Giants have a chance with this game, especially the way their run game is going. Uh, the Giants are really struggling when it comes to running the ball uh, and getting Saquon going. Uh, it's just going to be tough to travel to, to New Orleans and play in a dome that's that's been waiting, you know, to get some excitement back in it. And right now we're, we're two and one, we're looking good. We got a chance to, to win two games in a row. And I just feel like if the giants don't have a run game, it's going to be almost impossible to beat the Saints. Yeah. I don't think there's, and I said this last week, but and said it a couple of times, but I don't think there's many, if any teams that would come in here and beat the Saints given what's at stake for this game. I mean, no. it's just so, <laughs> so electrifying and, and look, I, 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 you brought up Saquon Barkley. He hasn't had a good start to the season really against Atlanta. That was the the best usage he's got. But again, it's also Atlanta. Their defense is not that good this year. And, and, mm-hmm. and they've got time to figure it out. But 
you know, you look at Daniel Jones, a younger quarterback. I mean, I don't think he's been exposed to crowd noise in this level. Right. And so, no. again, it, it can definitely turn the tide for a lot of things. Um, again, you know how the dome can be. I, I remember being there plenty of times, uh, you know, throughout several years and plus that I've, I've covered the team and been there. It's just, you know, it's a different element in there. And look, they're going to, to be loud in effect. And, you know, you can downplay it however you want or you could say, oh, it's not that really big of a deal, but man, pre-snap penalties are a big deal. All these things are going to matter. And look, I know the Saints fans have waited a long time for this one and they're going to finally get their wish. So, I mean, what are you kind of looking for from an offensive perspective? I mean, do they continue to use the same formula? I know the Giants are down guys like Blake Martinez. They lost him torn ACL and, and such, but their defense is a little hobbled going in. Offensively, they're also hobbled. I think you continue with the same game plan. Because if, if you look at it, when when we go out, when we go by that model, we're two and zero. You know, we we beat a, a good Packers team, which they're showing that they're a good a good team because they they came back strong, uh, and we just beat a Patriots team going up to Foxborough and beating them in their in their at their place, which they barely lose at. They barely lose in Foxborough, you know, with that same game plan. So I feel like you don't change it. If it's not broke, you stick with it. You establish the run, and that'll just limit how many passes that that Winston has to throw. But I feel like – and you play great defense behind it. You know, so I, I don't think you change the game plan up. I just think you you tweak the plays that you're going to run, but you're still going to – you're still going to try to establish that run game first. Yeah, and I mean, as far as the Giants, I mean, I know a lot of people aren't taking – aren't giving them a chance, but – and look – if, if I'm the Giants, what do I have to do to win this game? What do I have to do to even have a chance? The first thing they have to do, they have to win the turnover battle. If the Giants got a chance to win this game, they got to win the turnover battle. And I can't say it enough. They have to get the run game going. They have to get the run game going, even though they have a good quarterback back there. But you don't want to allow him to – you don't want your quarterback throwing so many passes because you just can't get the run game going. Now the defense have you one-dimensional. They can they can plan for you a lot better. Uh, they can make more adjustments when they get you one one dimensional because they don't really have to worry about the run game because it's stopping the run game. So, in order for the Giants to have a shot, they got to establish the run game and they have to win the turnover battle. If they can't do both of those things, or or one of them, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. Hey. And, and you got a mobile quarterback in Daniel Jones coming in. And I mean, again, he, he, not that he has to run it all the time, but he can. And I know that's, that gives the Saints defense fits. It gives a lot of teams fits. I mean, listen, make no mistake about it, but you know, again, I, I think they run a spy on them and potentially that might help obviously. And, and just different things. And I think that they're going to be prepared for that aspect, but you know, again, it's a tough ask for, Again, I don't care what team it could be. It could be the hottest team in the league, and I don't know if they'd come in and beat the Saints just because of what's going in to this one and, and such. But, look, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, from a player's perspective, because a lot of people or a lot of players have talked about, you know, ever since Sunday that they're so excited to be at home. They've been displaced for over a month, too, living out of hotel rooms, all this craziness, right? And so, mm -hmm. again, as a player, I don't say say it this way, but, like, is there – is there too much energy? How, how is, is Sean Payton getting this team focused? I mean, what did he say to you guys before y'all went into the dome, you know, for Atlanta? I mean, how do you get your team focused when you know that there's so much energy and emotion riding into this one? It's just keeping your players locked in, uh, not really listening to, to too much of the noise outside of that locker room, 
because trust me, it's a, it's a lot of noise out there just waiting. Uh, that's waiting to, to allow your players to hear it. So his biggest thing is just really just keeping them locked in, keeping them focused and, uh, and not allowing them to get too high and not allowing them to get too low. You always want to stay even keel. Uh, that is the perfect, that's the perfect elevation for, for a player that's going into a game like this. Stay even kill, let the, let the crowd get emotional, but you just keep your mind on what's at, what's at stake and you just get ready to do your job. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think it's well said. And I, I know, Sean, you've talked about it plenty, how he gets his team focused, how he gets them locked in and dialed in. And so, and again, it comes down from an execution standpoint. So, and I know we probably both agree here, Saints are going to win this, but, you know, how do you see this game playing out? And what's, what do you think for a score prediction here? I think Saints, I think, of course, we win this game. Uh, I think we win by two touchdowns. I think we win by two touchdowns. Yeah, I like it. I think they're going to put up at least 30 points. I, I like them like a 31-17 type game, 31-14. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants will get something late. But, you know, I think that you, they'll find some ways to try to get creative. And, you know, the halftime adjustments are going to be a really big difference here. But, uh, you know, I, I just, again, I don't see the Saints coming in here and, and flopping. You know, they've got too many good things going at run game. I know they have to have James Hurst in there instead of Toronto's Armstead. They're going to have some some different things that you're going to have to deal with. But, you know, again, this team's talented. They've got a lot of depth and they've got a great coaching that's going to back it up and and such. But, you know, I, I feel like they're going to roll here and, and get to three and one. And then they got Washington on the docket next. And And that Wash game is definitely a very winnable game as well. You know, so I think I think right now the Saints are in a good situation, uh, whether it comes from from this game and the next thing that's coming up. Of course, you got to look at it one game at a time, but they're in a good situation right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I told people, too, I'm like I because I went and, and I guessed I, I threw out there that they would be four and one going into the bye week. And people thought I was crazy because of everything. But <laughs> I think they're doing enough things to sustain without getting and they're going to have some tougher games down the stretch. Don't get me wrong, for sure. And mm-hmm. tougher games after the bye week. I mean, Seattle's a big one. But look, Seattle is, is extremely beatable right now. Their secondary is burnt toast. You know what I'm saying? Right yes. now, And if they don't figure things out, it's going to be something that they could use. But. Again, you look at early in the season, you can make of it what you will, but you know, the Saints, I think, are in the best position that we can ask for. And again, I think Sunday they go in, they establish everything early, they're going to win this game handily, and uh, you know, it's going to be a great experience for fans to get there. Any uh, thoughts, parting thoughts on it? Uh, nah, just all, like always, let's go Saints. Absolutely. Waste. Terrence Copper and I'm John Hendricks. Thank you guys for tuning into another episode of Believe in Saints. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Saints and then check us out on Twitter. Guys, we appreciate all the support and thanks. Y'all have a good one. Be good people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.